0: I am. Do you remember my brother Niles, my father Martin? What a tasteful
1: abode. Oh, yeah, but modest in its way. Well,
0: Martin, it's been too long. How have you been?
1: Well, my wife died. I got shot in the hip, and I had to move in with Fraser because I kept falling down in the shower.
0: <laughs> well, you look wonderful. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs>
1: And we all have people in our families who are phony. How do you deal with people who are phony? Who come up and they give you a big hug or they pinch your cheek and they say, How are you doing, honey? And you tell them some some serious information. Of course that was from Fraser and Dad tells them all the serious her all the serious information. Of course he does it tongue in cheek. And she says, Well, you look wonderful. She just glides over, just like oil. She's so oily, just over the important things that have happened in his life, just getting to the superficial level, staying on that level, actually. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm a clinical psychologist. It's an opportunity for you to ask me questions that are keeping you up night, that are making you feel agitated when you're driving in the car, that are making you just not know what to do within your own life. We all face those conflicts, those contradictory impulses. You know, I should spend time with my family, but I don't want to, or I should be doing this for my kids, but maybe it's too much, and you don't know how to resolve those. Those are some of the issues that you can pick up the phone and give me a call about right now. My number's toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner. That's toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And go ahead and visit my website too drkenner.com, dot com dot com, where I recommend books and you can listen to a podcast and uh, you can you can um, ask me a question too. And right now I want to welcome Marie. Is it Marie? Yes, to Marie. The Marie, you're having difficulty. To, why don't you tell me your situation and then let me know what your question is.
0: Okay, well, first, Dr. Kenner, thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, you're secondly, very welcome. Uh, secondly, um, well, my mother has dementia. She's 80 years old, and she was kind of overbearing as a parent, and I was one of those kids who did whatever your parents asked you to do, and now I'm having anger issues as she's getting older and more confused and you know, like I try to get her to get out, you know, to come out of the house so she's not in the house all the day. She doesn't want yeah. to. And, you know, I'm able to get her to exercise some days, Uh You know, it just, I, I feel like I'm just falling short. And, you know, the confusion and asking the same question several times, I do expect that. But there's yeah. some times where I, it seems like I'm a short fuse. I don't have a children and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not married. Yeah. But, you know, it just seems like it's taken my whole life and then... Kind of uh, not too long ago, I was trying to take care of my mom and work, and then I ended up losing my job, so I'm just taking
1: care of my mother. Because of taking care of your mom? Huh? You lost your job because of taking care of your mom?
0: I was saying that I'm sure that was half and half, but I think also I I made an an error on my job. Okay. So I just feel kind of (laughs) trapped. But I want to do the best for my mom because, you know, you only get one and,
1: you know. Yeah, I, that, I don't
0: know how to deal with the anger. I just don't want to be angry and snap at her and that kind of thing. I want to be able to be a good daughter and do what's right, and I just feel like I'm at my wit's
1: end. So it's sounding to me like you're feeling that your whole identity is at risk here. You've always had this image of yourself as the good daughter, the conforming daughter, the daughter that did the right thing. Right. And now your mother is at, we call them, end-of-life issues. She's, she's losing her mind, dementia. Right. And, and it's very sad to see, and you're stepping in to be the good daughter again. And your your identity is wrapped around that, and so it's cost you your job, basically. And it's cost you, uh, and friendships,
0: you, relationships.
1: Really, tell me yeah. just it, just a nutshell version. What about relationships? What about friendships?
0: Well, when I was younger, if you know there was somebody my mother didn't like, she kind of self sabotage. For example, if his name was Jack, you know when when he called, she said, "Hey, David, how are ya? Oh. And, you?" And know, that didn't make it good for me, and so. And then she had to meet every date I had, which not that that was a problem. It's just that, you know, it just kind of put a lot of pressure on me. You Why know?
1: are you not married now?
0: I, I just uh, haven't met anyone. Well, no one's ever asked me. And secondly, I haven't met anyone that I think I've really connected with. Okay. My parents divorced, and it was a very bad divorce.
1: Uh, how they old were fighting were
0: you? Physically, so it was. Okay. it, it kind of made me wonder about the whole marriage thing in the, in the first place. So
1: you're skeptical, anyway, about the marriage thing.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure people can be faithful, and, and you know, Aww. what makes two people who seem normal erupt to that degree? My they're, hubby you know, and physical? I, have,
1: I wish you knew our example instead. We've been married for, I don't even know how long, wonderful marriage, very wow. different scenario. So let me get back here. You, It seems like... There, you say you have you have so little time left with your mother. You want to be the good uh, daughter. The v- what goes through my mind, Marie, is you have so little time left with yourself. With these at this age level, what? How old are you now? Forty-eight. You're forty-eight. So you're let's just say in the fifties. You're starting. You're getting to midlife. Oh well, you are aren't midlife, and this is your only midlife period. Your only midlife period. Not your mother's. This is your time, your life. So it's, it, it's hard to do this when you've framed your identity around being the good kid. Right. You want to be the good kid to yourself. And that means taking care of yourself and listening to your anger. Your anger is the little girl inside of you or the teenage girl or the young adult who said to mom, Mom, it's David. It's not Jack. I don't ever want you to do that again, Mom. This is my life.
0: Okay.
1: Now, maybe you didn't want conflict back then. I did not want conflict. (laughs) Because there was so much conflict, but then that made it so that it's harder for you to be assertive. It's harder for you to find them. It's it's not a middle ground. It's a very different track. People tend to be either aggressive in your face, like the fighting that you heard from mom and dad, Mm -hmm. or they tend to be. Listen, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to be a troublemaker. I just want peace. That's all I want. So I'm, not, I'm going to zip my mouth. I'm not that's going to say I do.
0: I anything,
1: peace. and I'm going to hold it in. Well, I have a picture that I show kids and parents. It's, a kid, it's a, from a book, Dinosaurs Divorce, but it's a little kid's head. It's a dinosaur's head that's about to explode because <laughs> you keep everything in, and the steam starts to want to just come out, burst. And that's what happens to any of us when we hold in that resentment and anger for decades. And so you don't want it to come out in an angry way because that's what you're trying to avoid. Instead, you want to be able to hold your own ground. You want to be able to say, ask a different question. Instead of how can I be the best daughter for my mother, how can I be the best support for myself? What is it I need now? Do I need to set boundaries with my mother? Can I take shortcuts? If she doesn't want to go outside... Then don't go outside. Maybe instead I can call a friend or do something else. And, you know, you can't force her mind. And if you put it on you to force your mother's mind, you're going to burn out even faster. You're in a difficult role, a caretaker role. Any siblings or anybody else that can help out?
0: One sister, but, you know, she has a job that's very demanding, so she's not available.
1: Okay, you may want to have a family meeting and be realistic. Don't overpromise your mother, don't overpromise your sister, set limits and make it fair. Okay. Anger is the emotion we feel when we f- when our mind assesses things to be not fair. That's not good for you. So I'm hoping that you value yourself more and learn something called assertiveness skills, which means you don't yell at any at anybody else. You s- express what you're feeling. And I'm going to recommend a book. I don't think I have it on my website yet, but Difficult Conversations. Okay, Difficult Conversations. Because it talks about the identity issue. You want to... Like, my identity is not ra- wrapped around mom and dad. It's wrapped around me and right. my, the those closest to me. And that doesn't mean that I'm not with my parents, but right. I'm with them lovingly and realistically. You're in a different position because you're in a caretaker role, but the first person you want to take care of is yourself. Okay. So listen, thank you so much for the call, and I wish you some happiness for yourself and looking for a job, too, so that you can have a life. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome, Marie. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER.
0: Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance
1: guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Genuine self-esteem does not depend simply on your practical successes and failures, but on your method of thinking and your choice to act on the basis of your best thinking. It means being in mental focus. You're in charge of whether and how you think. How you think affects the practical outcomes you achieve, but outcomes are not always fully in your control. What's important is that you do what is possible with what is in your control. If you earn your own self-esteem, you make yourself more lovable. And in the end, you'll attract more and better individuals as potential partners.
0: You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at Amazon.com.